0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to listen to my conversation with Matt Hoss, but before we get into that, I want to tell you about a new night, a new comedy night, which myself and Ben Morgan are running. It's called Red Cup Comedy. Um, It's going to be monthly, starting on the 1st of April 2020 at the White House Bar in Farringdon. It features about five of the some of the best stand-ups in the UK circuit and it will have a two headliners actually. So one from TV and one who's really up and coming. So yeah, so that will be on the first of April at the White House bar and from then on it'll be monthly. That's a real mouthful to say. But you can find it on Facebook and on Eventbrite if you want to book tickets and click onto the event. So yeah, um here's the conversation with the lovely Matt Hoss. So you're just gushing over my recording equipment.
1: Yeah, it's like it's really fancy as well. Like it, like it's I like the idea I'm like a very simple Yorkshire man. The fact that it's an app and it's like a tape recorder going around I like
0: it. Yeah, well. it, it does it sort of does the job. I mean the edit <laughs> the editing hasn't been the greatest as some of my critics have will attest to <laughs> so far, but it
1: yeah. like I'm kind of I'm kind of learning about it and how yeah. to well, like, uh, so yeah, the podcasting though, it tastes, uh, I find it quite hard to. You kind of learn on the job, as with comedy, but also with yeah. comedy, it uh, kind of. Dissipates in the air a little bit. So even yeah. the bad gigs unless you record them uh, they, uh, they kind of go away, but also you can hide the videos Well, yeah, for like, uh, podcasts, podcast they, they do kind of yeah You kind of see the change, but I my yeah. first ever a podcast which I don't really tell anyone about it's called, what are you going to tell how many people listen yeah, to yeah. this? <laughs> you know, what? I feel like I can uh, lay, lay down the gospel like uh, it's um called gig, uh, Gigantic in 2016 I uh, made a podcast episode about every single gig that I did and reviewed it and like not reviewed it in terms of like the show but also about difficulties of each gig and yeah. so like just as an open mic comic that so you go into lots of dump, uh, really weird and uh, quite badly laid out gigs as well oh yeah. yeah oh, yeah. oh shit sure, like, yeah you must have a lot of experience in that as well oh like, yes yeah. Like you, you know like uh, if you're unaware of it um, yeah, a lot of open mic gigs because uh, they don't have the funding they kind of put in rooms where it's not really appropriate If, for example uh, if you do it in a room above a pub it's really good because everyone there is interested in the comedy it's all quite concealed if you do it in the middle of a pub uh, where people are there to drink it's not so good yeah. so uh, like, that's the idea of it. And, uh, and so you have to do these hellish gigs as well They're impossible gigs and uh, and but it's, it's kind of a, a weird, weird way to go around because you you start off with really really hard gigs the technically impossible gigs and then as you uh, get when you're from a headline it's like you get the nicer rooms as well. So, uh. but what I found is because
0: you basically just described my Edinburgh experience. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: but tell me more about that.
0: Um, so we're in the middle of we're uh, we're in Jockey Murphy's. Okay. And you yeah. know, I'd encourage if you get that room, if you're applying for Edinburgh and you do get that room, I'd encourage you to do it because yeah. what it does is you'll have your best gig there and you'll have your worst gig yeah. there. But my god you will grow as a comic because you can't not grow as a comic in that room because you're in the middle of the bar there are people just like have the bar's still open whilst you're whilst you're, um, whilst you're performing. Yeah. Um. Oh there are people no, no. who are there are people who are just there for just there for a drink, and you're essentially invading on yeah. their space. See,
1: that's the thing. Like, there's a slight pomposity with uh, uh open mic acts. Uh, or open mic gigs where like uh, people are literally there to drink. And in, in certain gigs, if people start talking, like if, it's, if you're doing a club and people start talking during that, that's rude. Yeah. But and they should be told off. But also, if you're literally Someone's uh, pub, but and they're uh, there every night, you're yeah. in the gig there. Yeah, yeah, you're in their space. As well. yeah. I find that. Yeah, it's it's not a good. Yeah, sometimes like when I first started comedy, I'd do every, all and every gig. Uh, but now I'm way more kind of selective about. I'm all like, oh, all right, I'll you know, I'll pick and choose. You know, like uh, I just I don't need to do that to myself anymore. I don't need to grow as much anymore. or... Uh, but also, I am a little bit wary when you say you do those rooms at like Dropkick Murphy, because uh, as you know, I'm doing my tour at the moment, yeah. and uh, it's all independent, so like, uh, I do it literally everything all by myself, um, and that's really nice, but uh, it, it means that in certain places, uh, uh, I'm trying to do a storytelling show, and they don't want storytelling, they want like, uh, uh, I was in Hastings, and oh my god, um, <laughs> I just, like, it was literally the weirdest, it's a really good gig, but it was not the gig I planned for that. Day yeah. and uh, I, I tried to do the jokes, but the jokes weren't going that well. And uh, and the crowd started a banter, so uh, oh. well, I continued with the show, but also doing banter, like crowd work with them. So it kind of spliced into two. So yeah, it wasn't the easiest gig in the world, but what I did do is I mean I was able to do essentially two gigs at the yeah. same time. If you know what I mean. So that how, cool. long did, how long? How um, long? How long was the show? Yeah, about two hours. So oh, was, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the show yeah, you were posting yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, it was brilliant, but wow, I'm like. It took it out of me afterwards as well, and it, it was a, uh, it and uh, it became. <laughs> but the best thing about it though, that everyone in the room was so like a community afterwards. Yeah. It was Really nice actually, and it, I felt really, it felt really nice. And every year I'm gonna go back and not do a show, but just do a couple of Dead Pigeon Society, which yeah. uh, which uh, I joke from the night. I'm gonna do that every year now. I'm not gonna plan a show because I don't no. want a show. but no. Yeah, you learn how to. But my point is, you learn how to change. I change my show a lot. Yeah. Uh, I still did the show, but I had to change the the laughter points, so, or like you can uh, change the joke around, and be a bit more smudgy, but uh, yeah. And tonight I'm doing a theatre or a theater studio, and uh, you you can't do the same gig and yeah. doing a, a different vibe as well. So. Uh, so what did you learn from that Hastings gig? Uh, well, to be honest, it wasn't more that I learned. I think it's skills have accrued over time. So it's more like I I. I became confident in the fact that I could handle a hard fig, you know. What I mean? Yeah. And that was by no means an easy geek. In fact, some people said that other comedy acts have been there before, had walked off stage, and just said like, "No, I'm not doing this." Uh, Why? Yeah, yeah. Well, in all fairness, like uh, they were quite persistent with their heckles, and, okay. and I think if you perceived they. As people in Hastings they perceive it as like joining in having a bit of fun and yeah. the ass. but they could be quite uh, you know um, acidic with a heckle but if you were in as a comic, If you're used to people not heckling, it can be quite uh, quite rude as well. Yeah. So uh, I learned early on they weren't being rude, uh, but they were just trying to be supportive in a way, yeah. and like, uh, they, and they wanted to have their version of fun. It was their Saturday night. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, fair enough. And uh, yeah, the, I got very fake angry during heckling as well. Yeah. So, and I don't usually have an interval during my show, but with Lynch yeah, two
0: hours, I suppose so. yeah. But did, did the audience come back after the interval?
1: So there was two people left, but they sat there with their arms crossed the whole time. Oh, fuck them. But, but literally the whole crowd was like, well, oh, fuck them then, because like, they were all having a great time, you know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. And, but also, like, I've learned that in terms of like people who leave gigs, it makes the gig so much better. You oh, yeah. That, Every I think Brendan Burns once mentioned that every person in the room adds uh, like a chemical element, and sometimes it's like a really good vibe, and uh, sometimes it doesn't. And when the, when they kind of the, uh, the bad elements go, it makes it yeah. way stronger, and like it's it yeah. that negative vibe of the room. But I think it's way better.
0: Yeah. And I suppose those kind of gigs kind of prepare you for well the weekend clubs, don't they? Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I can uh, deal with uh, stag nights now yeah. and hen uh, uh, do's, but yeah, it's um. Yeah, but I kind of like my tour shows a bit better because I have a bit more agency there. You know what I mean? Yeah. With tour shows, you kind of I'm always worried about promoters or uh, doing a good job. But like with tour shows, it's like kind of it's my show. So if I don't like it, I do nothing in my power uh, to kind of do the show I want to do. And, yeah. Uh, but what that means is that some people might not like it, uh, but people there uh, people who like it, then there's people who love it as well. And people who love it, will always come back. And. Uh, I'm at that point in my career where I'm, I'm building that loyalty with fans. As yeah, well. quite nice. And um, I did my hundredth episode episode of my podcast as well uh, yesterday. We did a live special. What's it uh, called, man? The podcast? I, it's called MIS, spelled M-I-F-F-S. And I made my friend Dan. We uh, we talk about Greek and Roman myths and Norse myths as well. And uh, yeah, we we did a, our live first ever live show. Nice. Uh, is we,
0: he a comic too, or is he? Uh,
1: no, he's an actor. So uh, so we, it's kind of we have a nice dynamic though. So it's like, we've known each other for a while uh, and. Uh, yeah we, we, we did that and uh, it was quite nice as uh, a lot genuinely they're the first person I talked about, about this but like not that many people need a podcast in the room because it's part of a different festival in yeah. York. and, um, and uh, so, But at the end of the night, people are really in love with the podcast. They're going to check, check it out afterwards. Quite hard to do a special anniversary special when no one's listened to the podcast. Yeah, before. That's, that's hard. I had about five people listen to it, and I was like, that's, that's not enough for a, <laughs> for a special, isn't so, it? Uh, but yeah, it was, it's nice. Over. I'm quite in a happy place at the moment, adult. Uh, so yeah it's like, good uh, uh, how were you doing after Edinburgh because we saw each other quite a lot in Edinburgh um, yeah after Edinburgh like
0: I didn't have a break yeah I did this I I did what I think for me was the smart thing and I went literally the day after I got back um on the it must have been like the 30th the 31st or I don't know the 29th or something like that yeah yeah I I think I slept for one day, and the day after that, I had a competition. I had a competition gig. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And it was like it was the best experience. It was like the best experience ever because I had a couple of friends come down, and they. It was at. It was at. Um, do you know Gary Michaels? Uh, no, okay, he does he does a lot of games. He's basically he's sort of him and a couple of others enough basically taking over the open mic scene in London and thank God for it. Yeah. Right? Um so he was doing this competition at a, a pub that he used that he used to be in business with. Yeah. Um, and a couple of mates came down, and they've seen me like twice before. Once when I was like very blue, when I was very new, like 12 gig, what, right, on my 12 gig. Yeah. And then they saw me. Uh, at around about maybe my hundred or something gig right yeah. uh, what they said after that gig was that there they, they just didn't appear to be any fear in my eyes
1: yeah yeah yeah. and I,
0: was, thought... and I said to them, I, looked, I think I told them it was like Edinburgh man yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. changed, it changed me yeah honestly like it's um yeah
1: it's uh, the person I was my I started comedy and who I am now is so yeah. I was really shy when I first started as well and I I um, yeah, it honestly, like uh, uh, especially the week after Edinburgh, yeah, I do the gigs there, and it's just like uh, it kind it of slightly manic, kind like, of yeah. like that twitch in your eyes. Like, I haven't slept properly yet, and, yeah. uh, I, and it's a different world as well. So, uh, uh, but uh, it's nice. I'm not sure how you feel about this, but it's nice after Edinburgh to go back to uh, a room where you're the only gig for that night. I mean, competition is slightly different because like yeah. they're get, like, getting quite a lot of people, uh, but. What's quite nice about doing geeks, especially uh, what I know with my tour show for my Edinburgh run, is that um, I'm not uh, in Edinburgh. is was their fourth or fifth show of the night, and the, you can tell there's a bit of drop yeah. energy or different alcohol levels as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But with my show, I, I have a lot more focus as well, and the shows to yeah. go down a lot better because of that as well. Just, just getting the right environment for it. As That's well, it. So.
0: But I do, I, I think that after Edinburgh as well. I don't. You've obviously, I reckon you may have felt this as well. But sure. it's like the be all It's like it's not. I don't want to say the be on anybody. It, it makes you or breaks you as a comic, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because once you've done it, because it is a high pressure environment. Yeah. After that, very soon after that, you kind of do decide. Right, like, this is something I really want to do, or this is not for me at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know what? I I uh, I had a lot of pressure um, for my Edinburgh show, um, and it's my first hour up there. I've written over hours in the past, but like. Uh, I wanted this year to be my first hour up there, and before the run, I put so much pressure on myself because it's a very emotive show for me, and it, um, I went through a lot whilst making it as well, and also whilst I was, whilst the things were. It's a storytelling show in terms of the, the narrative happening in my, like real time, so as I was. It happened in my real life. I was writing on stage, and uh, at yeah. certain points in previews, uh, I didn't have an end to the show because it hadn't really? in my real life, yet. Uh, and it toned out all right in the end, but it was weird to kind of, like, like um, I've described it in the past as, like, a, the bit in Walton Gromit where they're laying down the train tracks and going across like that, that's the idea of it. <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened with that, but, so, I was I put so much pressure on myself for it to be, like, a perfect show, but also... Uh, in my head, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna win awards. I'm gonna uh, do this. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be famous. But uh, firstly, that's an unrealistic target to hit, and I don't think it's okay to do that. Um, no. But also, uh, it's and also I learned I, in Edinburgh, I learned that who, what kind of comic I want to be. It did make me, in a way, that oh no, I, now, I know what I want to be now. Yeah. I, mean, I realised what that was. Before, so how long have you been going for? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think I did my first gig in 20. 20- 2014. 2014, okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, but obviously, when you first start out, it's very temporary. You do it every like every six months, if you know what I mean. But I started geeking quite regularly in 2015. I'd say, like, uh, like hardcore. You know. Okay. So yeah, yeah. John, I feel really old when I say somebody like that. Oh well. no, you're uh, not at all, man. But yeah, it's um. I feel sometimes I worry that I should be further along in my career. But you know what? The tour so far, I've been. I'm at the. Uh, the height of my, uh, part of my career, and so because I'm not, to be honest, I don't get booked loads by, uh, clubs, but I do kind of, uh, uh, you know, I'm just doing it myself. But what, what I decided on, I, I, I like, uh, punk and diy stuff i like just doing it myself like uh yeah i don't have an agent but what i do have is um you know i don't really need one really and i just kind of do it my own way and uh, do it the way i want as well
0: so. yeah i was going to ask you about that so because it is because i did read that you didn't have an. Like i saw on your twitter you yeah. posted you didn't have you don't know this no agent blah. how did you get to well first of all how did you how much did it Cost like in what uh, no, uh, yeah. in what yeah not not the exact number what in what ballpark was
1: it like it's still... in Edinburgh or like a, or no the a, tour. A tour well to be honest like a, um, a, to be t- totally frank with uh, you the the, uh, the tour was basically me I've, I have experienced booking a couple of tours I put. Uh, vegetarian man. was that?
0: I was vegetarian man. at oh, all. Well.
1: So no, 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 no. Uh, so the, um, the three shows I wrote beforehand were Vegetarian Man, which was my first ever show uh, uh, about coming out to as a vegetarian to my beef-loving family. Uh, there was a 100 Acts of Morality, uh, which I did uh, uh, quite a few times. Then uh, I did a, a Host with No Name, which was an identity-based show. But like, uh, uh, but uh, they were just kind of run-ups towards their first hour because I wanted to do hours before I went to Edinburgh as well for that preparation. But with uh, the two I I just I put tours with um, for Gab Webster, call. I, I worked with Lee Child's tour. Uh, I have experienced a lot of contacts with a lot of different people, so I thought, hey, why don't I just do it myself? And mm. I just found little venues I'd have, made some, which I've tried before, some which are brand new, uh, but I just thought, what's the worst that's going to happen, you know? like uh, And most of the places don't charge a venue hire. Uh, uh, the more established venues do 80-20 splits and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it's actually uh, you know I'm doing all right. Like I'm just I'm doing all right out of it. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, uh, so it's not costing me much, and the only cost me is petrol, <laughs> and I, I make it back. So it's uh, uh, and some gigs when it's going really well, I make quite a lot as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, it's and it's at the moment uh, so I can find where my fan bases are. So if I don't, if there are a couple of good gigs, I know not to go there next year. Yeah, yeah, and true. it's just a uh, refinement. You know what I mean? And, and I like just just doing it myself really so uh, yeah I don't, I don't need anyone at the moment but it would be nice I, I'm not going to get famous anytime soon but I don't think that matters anymore no. I, I want to just do the shows I want to do and I know people who have got big agents and they are uh, getting more and more TV work and stuff like that which that's sounding bitter but I do feel really happy for them but yeah. I know that they have a complicated relationship with their agents and stuff like that, where the agents don't care about them, they care about money, and yeah. uh, and of course they do, that's their business. But also, I don't know, I just I, I just want to do the things I want to do whilst I can, you know what I mean? Uh, that's and it. I'm not in it for the money, so it's uh, just and I like doing art, good art, you know what I mean?
0: Mm. And you don't want to like peak too early as well, which I think. Yeah. Speaking of someone who is very far away from getting <laughs> an agent at all. Yeah. 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 Can actually from speaking to people who have who are in the industry can act, can happen and does happen a lot where yeah. they'll get a comic they'll put them on their like second or third year in put them on it, put them on every show yeah and then after that the work yeah. kind of just dries up
1: yeah and it's kind of hard because like I, I'm not a better person but like I I did kind of see some people who know he was in the I do work and I'm just like I just don't didn't understand it but but also I don't know I think there's a time and place for everyone so you know yeah. like uh, and I, it's not it doesn't reflect anything on me yeah and or maybe I missed a few opportunities but you know I'm doing good work now so I don't you know it's it's never about you it's just about you know like people might be the right pick for the job you know yeah. and then they might be uh uh, you know, and and no one's bad at it. You know, the people on TV are, are all quality, so I, I I understand. But so, but you always want that step up. But yeah. you know, you just gotta. I rather make my own bread and uh, make yeah. hay when the sun shines uh, but I think Tiff Stevenson once said that the most interesting breads are the ones that take longest to bake and, uh, and I think uh, yeah I'm, I don't mind being a slow riser you know I mean uh, to be
0: fair you've just made me really hungry for freshly baked bread
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what the podcast should be where we just make uh, uh, make, make some dough yes. while making podcasts
0: I think that may have been something like that may have been done before but I mean I'd be surprised if it hadn't because it's so middle class and every middle class person not ever as a podcast
1: oh, needing to talk like yeah that. needing yeah. to Should uh, shall I edit that out so yeah I'll edit
0: that out and then you can keep that for yourself in fact no no yeah. I'm not gonna edit it out you know what? that's Matt Hoss's idea
1: yeah, no go. one else can have it uh, and this is uh you know if anyone tries to steal it by God I will sue you to high heaven okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's that'll be my life's goal uh, yes so, uh, but yeah it's um yeah it's uh, uh it's my, yeah I um we
0: should, have, we should have bread up, would be nice. So. Yeah. What's your favourite kind of
1: bread? Favourite kind of bread? Oh, I like
0: sourdough with olives. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you, you, you just like, oh, yeah, so middle class, you like sourdough with olives. I do like sourdough with well, olives. Do you know what? I yeah. do come from middle class. But I do come from a uh, lower middle class background. So, at the yeah so sourdough of olives uh, it's the best if you have a fried if you have a fried egg on top uh-huh. two fried eggs on top i, I well.
1: like i like how you said like you're low middle class it sounds like yeah i am middle class but i do have guilt about it <laughs> it's
0: not even no it's not even guilt it's that like, i'm fully aware that yeah. money is tight at the yeah, moment sure, yeah. like obviously not as tight as it is for the for some of the people but yeah they're, yeah they're yeah
1: yeah you're
0: not fun with cash no i well i'm definitely not and my <laughs> parents also not as well also yeah. not as well um, i like asking this question like because i want to figure out how entertainers are formed right yeah. so when did you get the bug for performing
1: see this is a really good question uh and i think about this quite a lot uh so i think i wanted to perform really young and i uh how old do you reckon uh i think from about six years old i wanted to do something not obviously not comedy from an early age but <laughs> i uh yeah like what's the deal with nappies Am I right, uh, <laughs> <that> uh, deal <laughs> um but like um i yeah i i always i want to be and i want to be I think I I always wanted to do something creative as well. Like I, um, I I really, uh, I wanted to do stuff with like, uh, uh, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be involved in drama and directing for a really long time. Um, I also, as a teenager, I I wanted to do music. I wanted to be a rock star really, really badly. Uh, started learning guitar but I also tried to sing in the band but I really can't sing either
0: uh, to be fair neither can most of the top four years right now so uh, you'll be alright
1: all the right. tried to let me out but, like, uh, <laughs> but I, I tried really hard to um, to be something But uh, and that, I go acting a really good girl go, uh, but it just kind of never I I just don't think, Firstly, I don't think I'd grown as a performer I wasn't very confident and I didn't get any of the big rules or anything like that but I felt I could have depth to it but uh, so i started in comedy because i did study drama at uni uh, and comedy was Whoa. oh dear oh dear cool
0: all right, right. probably yeah. have to edit that out no we'll leave it in is it? <laughs> this is no this is so uh, diy we're leaving uh, that we're leaving uh, this in uh, listener
1: um you heard what i'm there that person tried to see my needed for talk idea so uh <laughs> beware, okay? Carry on Sorry Uh, Comedy was the uh, I'm so sick of working with theatre people But uh, the idea of Acting uh, with people, uh, doing like tons and tons of rehearsal for one or two, one to three nights, really annoyed me. The yeah. idea that you would try so hard to build this big show together and you would only have a small piece of it, and like, it's, and also working with drama kids uh, was really really annoying because I'd be so keen to do it and I'd like, turn up early, kind of, and people would turn up late and not run lines and stuff like that, and it was just annoying me that the lack of commitment wasn't there. It was stand-up, but often the idea of um, you reap what you sow, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's high risk but also high reward. Like, uh, I could, uh, and also, it is immediacy with it as well. Like, you can kind of just go and say, you can talk a gig and go and say in the night time, or write, write some jokes and do them in the night time as well. I like the idea of that. And I was always weird, uh, and I was always a weird person, but, uh, and it took me a while to translate weird into funny as well. Yeah. Like, uh, and people did find me funny, but, like, it took me a while to um, translate.
0: So that was Matt Hoss, the end of part one of my conversation with Matt Hoss, I should say. If you enjoyed what you listened to, then please click up and listen to part two. What are you waiting for? See you there.